Support for the Couples Council comes from Mercier Wellness and Consulting. Their purpose is to equip you with the right skills for a happy and healthy relationship. Schedule your consultations now. For more information, visit mercierwellness.com. Mercier Wellness and Consulting. Small steps, big changes. This podcast is not a substitute for therapy. Please consult a licensed professional for your mental health needs. Now Now on on with with the the show. show. Hello and welcome to the Couples Council. I'm your host, Dr. Jameson Mercier, and you've made it to the third and final um, part of our three-part series on communications. Kudos to you. Thank you for joining us for these last few weeks while we figure out how to communicate better in our uh, relationships. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, and you've landed on this episode for the first time, then you want to go back to the previous two episodes, okay? Uh, The first one is, Can We Talk? And the second one is, uh, Say What You Mean, right? Communication part one and two, and this would be three. They will help you get a solid foundation for what we've been discussing these last few weeks and prepare you actually to understand this third and final part all right so i don't mind if you leave this episode as long as you go back and listen to the previous two and then feel free to come on back and join us now before we get into our deep dive into this third episode i was reading an article um and you know pretty interesting well i think they're all interesting so forgive me if i'm a little biased but you know, it was in preparation for this series and they interviewed a couple about what they do to um, sustain their marriage at this point. Or at the point of the interview, this couple had been together for about 20 years. And, you know, they have their rules like all or like all couples or most couples should. Right. But there was one thing in the article that uh, they mentioned that really caught my ear and I think is relevant to what we've been discussing these last few weeks. But if you take nothing else away, I'd like you to take this at least. Okay. They ask, uh, they ask them, you know, just how do you, you know, make it work, especially when you guys don't necessarily dis, uh, agree with each other. And their response was that we, we do our best to be nice, to be kind to each other you know they said when he's annoying me or pissing me off I have to take a step back and remember that while I'm upset with him this is the same person who carried me when I couldn't walk and and she didn't mean you know figuratively speaking but literally you know Um, They'd gone through some experiences and um, she'd gone through some chemo and being unable to walk, her husband would carry her up the stairs, down the stairs, to the bathroom, to the patio. And when she took a step back and thought about that, she says, there's got to be more going on here, right? It can't simply be that this person hates me, dislikes me, doesn't care about me. 
And so that practice, and he does the same, right? He does the same. He references being the mother of his kids and having been there for him through his challenges. And they say when they can step back and be reminded of those things, right? That this isn't the totality of the person. It makes a difference in how they respond. They are more inclined to respond in kind gestures and and as opposed to wanting to rip someone's head off. Okay, so that I just think is relevant to what we've been doing. If none of this sticks, you know, just be kind. All right. But hopefully we can remember a little bit more. Now, on to today's episode. Right. As our title suggests, shut up and listen. Okay, communication at some point, you are going to have to do more listening than speaking. There's just no way that you're going to be able to communicate with someone if you are steadily trying to be heard. So, in order to communicate better, we need to, okay, we need to eliminate, eliminate interruptions, Okay. at the very least, at the very least, we have to minimize them. I've seen it. If I've seen it once, I've seen it a million times in in my office and working with couples. The interruptions do not work. Now, some of you may be um, maybe saying, but, you know, Dr. Mercier, they just the stuff they say, I can I just can't take it. They're wrong. They tell lies and they're just trying to make themselves sound like the good guy and Listen, listen, it's okay. At some point, they will stop talking and you will get your turn. At some point, they will get tired and you will get your turn. Okay, so the interruptions do not help the conversation. All the interruptions do is add fuel to the fire. Then they're like, you see what I'm saying? I can't even get a word in. All he does is cut me off. All she does is yak, yak, yak. You know who you are. You know who you are. Cut it off. Right. Again, as the title suggests, we need to shut up and listen. And if we find it hard, work on minimizing the interruptions. If you're unable to minimize it altogether. Number two, we need to have a shift in mindset about the way conversations are supposed to go. Too many of us see conversations, particularly when there are when they're about difficult topics. We see them as I have to win. And, and, and I, I fear that I'm sounding redundant. But if you haven't realized it by now, relationships are full of redundancies. OK. If your mindset is that I have to win, I have to get my way. You are headed down a slippery slope and you got no brakes. You're going to you're going to crash and burn. Conversations are not OK. They are not win or lose. They're not a winner take all. They're not first place, second place. It is you have to shift, shift with me, shift your thinking around conversations. OK, because think about it. If that's how you perceive it, now you're in a competition and, you know, no matter how nice we are, when we are in this competitive mindset, 
we are just complete monsters and we can be complete a-holes because we're just focused on winning. And if you're focused on winning, you're not concerned about the well-being of your partner. You're not concerned about how they're feeling in this moment. You're not concerned about the possibility that you may be triggering some insecurities, maybe even some past traumas. So shift with me, right? Just shift, just slide on out of that mindset that you have to win, that, you know, you can't let him or her get what they want because then you've lost, you know? And if you feel like that's what your marriage has turned into, that is indicative of a much larger issue, okay? But in the moment, in the conversation, we're there to listen and to understand. That's number two. Number three, do not judge. Okay, I don't have to tell you what the Bible says about judging, right? But I will. Don't judge lest you be judged. You are in no position to be judging this other individual because believe it or not, if we're going to be objective, you are just as wrong, if not just as responsible. All right. You may not have been the one at fault, but you are responsible now to deal with this. And judging the person does not help in the matter. What do I mean when I say don't judge? There are just some statements that we think we're not judging, but they are. Okay, they're values statements and they show what you're thinking. So when you say things like, what a dumb thing to say, you're judging. When you say things like, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. That is judging. If you say something like, um, you must not understand. You just don't get it because if you did understand, then you would either not say that or you would get what I'm saying or you would agree with me. Those are all judgments. When we judge, right, now we're looking for holes in their argument or their story. That is not that is not what you want to be doing at the time. Because as we judge, ultimately we get to a point where we villainize them, your husband or your wife. We begin to see them as the bad guy, right? When we say villainize, you turn them into the bad guy. Now, imagine if you're in a situation where every time you're trying to have a conversation or even trying to work out a disagreement, your husband or wife is making you out to be the bad guy. At some point, you're just going to be like, okay, clearly this ain't working. And there is this inevitable drift that happens, this inevitable separation that happens when One is being constantly made out to be the bad guy. Next thing. No matter the cost, we must, 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 must. Okay, I can't stress it enough. We must always maintain respect. Okay, we must, must, must maintain respect. If we lose respect then everything else goes out the window. 
if we fail to see our partner, your husband, your wife, worthy of respect in a time of disagreement, then there's no point. Because even if you're able to come to some kind of agreement, but you've disrespected them. Now, that might mean name calling. That might mean degrading them in some form or fashion. Then it doesn't really matter because you've damaged their relationship. And, you know, losing respect When we do that, we run the risk of causing irreparable damage, okay? Damage that is beyond repair. You might say, well, Jameson, what do you mean beyond repair? We're together, you know, we can always work things out. Yeah, you can, but you got to be willing to abide by some rules. There's no way in hell you're going to be able to repair the marriage if you're always disrespecting somebody. At some point, at some point, we all just say, screw it. And I'm not here to say, hey, don't give up. I'm just telling you what it is. We all have our, our, our limits. Okay, not everyone will stand for the disrespect. Some people will take it once and then they're out. Some people will take it for 10, 15, 20 years. I'm not in the business of trying to figure out which one I'm in. Right. I'm not going to test that. I just much rather not do it. So how do we avoid disrespect, right? Just there's a lot I can throw at you, but I'm going to give you two things. Number one, no name calling, no name calling, no name calling, no cursing. No, you know how you guys can get creative. Just do not do it. Leave that, leave leave that alone. If you can't help yourself, honey, dear, husband, wife, John, Sarah, those names are fine, you know, in, 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 in our, in our home. When, when I hear Jameson Marcus Mercier, I need to talk to you. I know it's on. I know I already know something's about to go down because rarely, if ever, does her Dean use my full name. Um, so, and, and, and vice versa, when I say to her, when I, when I say her Dean, she's like, oh, so I'm her Dean today. I'm like, well, you know, we, we have our ways, but we never, ever, and, and I'm actually laughing as I say this because, you know, it, it's, it's, it's funny, it's cute, but we know we could be saying some other stuff, Right. Um, But it helps to maintain civility, right? So no name calling. And the second thing, no walking away. Do not, I repeat, do not walk away from each other. The only way we're walking away is if we're both walking away. And then by walking away, I mean taking a break. If we're going to get up and go get a drink of water or go, you know, go to bed and re re review this in the morning fine but one person cannot should not walk away from the other leaving the other one sitting there like what the hell just happened all right cannot do that and so finally right i know i've thrown a lot at you in this episode um i just have one like just 
one bit uh, of advice. Ultimately, in order to be able to do these things that we've discussed in this episode and the previous two episodes, you have to set it up for success. There are times and places that are much more conducive to a healthy conversation than others. So what we're not going to do is choose a time to communicate when we're tired. We're not going to try to communicate when we're hungry and we're not going to try to communicate when we are emotional. Emotional being angry, sad, uh, frustrated, feeling let down, right? You know, those things are just never, ever a good time for a serious conversation. So if ever you're feeling like that, then you want to say, hey, you know what, honey? Um, I would really like to have this conversation, but now is not the time. I'm not feeling well. I'm too tired. I'm hungry. I had a rough day at work. So maybe, maybe tomorrow um, or maybe later, right? And being the uh, stable-minded, you know, understanding person that you are, you're going to say, okay, trust me, if you try to force the issue in that moment, it's going to backfire. So, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it, the third and final installment of our communication series, Shut Up and Listen. I hope it's been beneficial for you. I hope it's been meaningful. I hope you've taken some nuggets away. Let me know. All right. Like I keep telling you, sharing is caring. So let me know. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Shoot us an email. Hit me up on the uh, on the gram, um, drjamesonmercier.com. Um, as always, mercierwellness.com is open 24-7. All right. Thank you. We appreciate you. Uh, thank you for sharing and spreading the podcast. Um, I can't tell you how many countries we're in now. Uh, even if you're the only one, trust me, we appreciate you. All right. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And I look forward to having you next time for another episode of the Couples Council. Bye now. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to our mom and dad. If you like them as much as we do, then click subscribe and leave a comment. But now they have to go because it's family time. So go practice what you heard and we'll catch you on the next episode.